On today's episode of the Pool Shark Sports Podcast, we will feature special guest Abdul Arbab. Host Tampa Print and Abdul Arbab will discuss the Super Bowl, the halftime show, the Super Hot Kiss, NBA trades, LeBron James, Draymond Green, who can beat the Warriors, and Kroger, and let's get started. Pool Shark Sports Podcast. You resigned because of LeBron. If, if just AD comes to the Lakers, he's not winning a championship. Or just no. Kawhi. No. You're no. I'm not. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Back at it, craft Maddie. All I know is mathematics on the stove. Cooking chicken, right, me jizzy, gymnastic. Acrobatic with the work. Like Houdini do the magic. Me go bring me kilos, so I bust them squares up. Also traffic, known to make that shit happen Gotta use the razor, cut the chickens and some turkey rapping After 15 years of traffic, now your juice don't start it rapping Blowing like Welcome to the Pool Shark Sports Podcast It's Monday, February 11th, 2019 And we have a beautiful action-packed episode coming for ya uh, Since it's our very first episode I reckon I'll give you a little rundown on what's gonna be going on on this here show so, the reason we're called the Pool Shark Sports Podcast is because we're going to be a couple of people sitting in a room talking about sports just like you would if you were chilling with the boys, having a drink, or playing some poker, or shooting some pool. So, if we have a little bit of a take on something, we're not going to hold any bars, we're going to give it to you. We're not going to be afraid. We're going to, we're going to be kind of relentless on this show. Um, hopefully, you find it entertaining. We're not going to be trying to deliver the most breaking news or be your best outlet for sports information. We're just trying to bring you... The best takes on the current events in sports, and it's going to be a pretty good time along the way. Uh, so I should have guests or multiple guests on every episode. So I'm very excited to introduce you to my guest on my very first episode, my good friend, my brother, and sports shenanigan champion, mm. Abdul Arbab. How are you doing, Abdul? It's a great introduction, dude. Too very much. good to have you on the show. Too much, very too good much. to have you. Um, so actually, the first thing I wanted to talk about is something not even remotely sports related. So, you know, I just went grocery shopping, right? Mm-hmm. And I decided I can never grocery shop at Kroger again. Why is that? Terrible assortment of juices. Kroger's Terrible. business motto is to get you good products at a reasonable price. It's not to, you know. See, I was looking for, for a bag of frozen veggies. I was like, I need some peas and broccoli and stuff because I need my vitamin D. So I was looking for, but all they had <laughs> was the expensive bags of uh, of like steamed vegetable. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like bougie, you put them, yeah, you put them right in the microwave and steam it in the bag. Right? Yeah, and it's okay. like four dollars for a bag. Right, See, well, I need the one dollar bag of that's veggies. That's just the campus Kroger man. And Welch's makes a million. Not Welch's. What's what's the other? It might be Welch's. Yeah, because Minute Maid's the one I don't like. Welch's makes a bunch of juices that are all 100 percent juice and like various flavors. So like they'll have like peach, mango. Like they'll put like six fruits in one thing. They'll have like guanabana, mandarin, orange, pineapple, mango stuff. And it's amazing. They only have like one Welch's juice at at Kroger. And all the other juices are trash. They're just simple. They're like grape juice. That's honestly just the campus Kroger, man. Really? It's just campus Kroger. If you go to a real Kroger, it's bigger, better, nicer. I'm not going to lie. All and it's cheaper. Business, it's cheaper, man. They're ripping us off. I can tell you they're my dad. So my dad owns a convenience store, right? I've told you this before. 
So we honestly we get some shit from Kroger sometimes sold at our store. Uh-huh. And uh don't tell anybody by the way. This is a uh, secrets right here. Sock it to the man. Shh. Whatever happens on this podcast stays on this podcast. <laughs> so we sell it at our store. And my dad was looking around, he's like, dude, everything here is so much more expensive. Like from toilet paper to Coca-Cola to just like mac and cheese, everything. Yeah. Everything has like an extra fifty cents, something ridiculous. like that. And I'm like, Yep, they're just trying to rip us off because, yeah. you know, as college kids, we can't go anywhere. We don't have right, cars Right, like right. They basically have the monopoly on VCU students. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Aldi has my business now. Aldi. There you go, Kroger. Mm. All right. That's so like so we're going to hop over to some sports topics now. First thing we're going to break down is the Super Bowl. So I personally, I've, ha- I've heard a lot of people, I think you have too, actually. You're the one who said it on our pilot <laughs> episode saying that this was the worst Super yeah, Bowl. This is the worst Super Bowl. Like ever, like no Super Bowls that were not worse. ever of my lifetime. Okay, that's still that's still a that's, load of bogus. That's less than Dude, half the Super Bowls. You Bowl saw was. you saw the Seahawks my blow man. out the Broncos by like forty points. Forty, yeah. And that was more fun than watching a game that was tied in the fourth quarter. Yes. That's yes. absurd. There was more action in that game. That's absurd. There was big plays, big, big like you know, it wasn't just a punting contest, you know. The biggest highlight was the longest punt in the Super Bowl. You know, there wasn't really. Much, well, yeah, there, there, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of there wasn't on. a lot of flashy plays. Exactly. It was a defensive struggle. But like to me, I love football. It was a boring game. It was just nothing was really happening. It was a boring game for people that close. don't like football. It was close. It was a boring game for people that don't like football. Here's what I mean: the Super Bowl brings in fringe fans, people that love diehard football fans. Watch football all season long, and then people that don't care that much about Super or yeah, people that don't care that much about football will tune into the Super Bowl, hoping for a great show, halftime show, flashy lights, everything. It's gonna be great. So for those people, not seeing a lot of points scored, not exciting. For me, I want to see good competition, and I want to see execution. That was a great game. We had we had okay. a tie game in the fourth so- quarter. Both defenses played outstanding. There wasn't a whole lot of like. It wasn't like both teams were playing terrible and someone just had to win at the end. It was both defenses were going hard. Both defenses were snapping in that game. And it was great to watch. It was very competitive football. Even though it seemed clear that Tom Brady was going to win the close game in the end, it was close the entire game. So, you're right about it being close. I do not think it was competitive because I told you. The Rams are not going to win a close game. The Patriots always end up winning the close game. I know? agree that they had Tom no chance. Tom Brady is a tw- like an 18-year veteran, multiple-time MVP, and like he, I think he's the oldest MVP in league history. Still, he ages like fine wine against Jared Goff, who looks scared throughout the whole game. You knew what was going to happen. You knew that you know the Rams don't really have those like big like big play wide receivers that can catch it big down the field. You know. You know, like, their running back, Todd Gurley, only touched it 10 times. I don't know why they weren't giving it to him. He's hurt. And There's no way he was healthy. I don't, honestly, the, the coaches, like, Bill Belichick outcoached the other coach, Sean McVay. McVay, he's great. You know, everybody, all, everybody in the league wants a young coach like him now. But I feel like that veteran experience plus the veteran quarterback will always beat the, the younger guys. Especially because the quarterback position, you don't really need to be that athletic. You know, you, don't, you just got to throw the ball well. Um, you have to be athletic, you know. No yeah. knock on Tom Brady, but you know he's not the most yeah. fit guy. Yeah, in that, we agree in that there. Play. We agree there. Um, I don't know. It was competitive. I, I think it's ridiculous to deny that the game was competitive. It was a tie game the entire time. I agree. I completely agree. 
it was basically the Patriots game to lose the whole time in terms of that was the game they wanted to play. Almost like, I'll make a basketball reference here. In basketball, they always say, like, whichever team dictates their style is going to win the game. So, like, if you have a team that likes to get out in fast breaks and get pace really high, get a lot of turnovers, that kind of thing, and another team that likes to slow it down, set up half-court offense, set up half-court defense, no pressure on ball in the backcourt on defense, things like that. Whichever team, uh, whichever team enforces their will, whichever team enforces their style on the game, is more than likely going to be the winner. So for those reasons, yes, the Patriots more or less had it in the bag the whole time, but the Rams, since it was tied, they made good plays in the fourth quarter. They had a chance to win the game, undeniably. I'll give you one thing. I like. I wish I would have saw the first half because when I saw it at halftime, I was like, okay, you know, after halftime, it's a different game. There's a huge break, you know. You have time to you know rethink, regroup, maybe get a different scheme in there, this and that. But midway through the third quarter, I was like, oh, this I've seen this so many times over and over. And I'm a yeah. Jets fan. That's the thing. Like yep. I've seen this more than anybody, you know. He, he just—I he, don't know how he does it, but slowly and like those slow games, Tom Brady will chip away at you slowly, and he will slice you down. And you can't be perfect on every play. Oh, like eleven guys can't be perfect on every play. Like two guys, or just all it takes is Tom Brady to be perfect. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's all. That's all. One guy I feel like can be perfect, from, like more consistent than eleven guys as a group, and. The Rams did a great job playing defense, but you know, and I feel like the three points at the end where they had to just give up. You know, if they were like if they had more time, they, it, it yeah. wouldn't have been uh, that much. But you know, I think my take is the only the reason that the Patriots are so dominant, the reason that the Patriots have the dynasty, the reason that the Patriots are the Patriots is because they're humble. And here's what I mean: to win football games, you got to make adjustments. You're never going to be doing, at the end of the fourth quarter, exactly what you're doing at the start of the first quarter. You start doing different things. Defenses adjust. Offenses adjust. The game changes as it goes along. It's a dynamic game. In order to win a dynamic game, you have to be humble in the sense that you have to be able to admit what's not working Mm -hmm. and be willing to do something else. On the drive that the Patriots scored their touchdown with that beautiful pass to Gronkowski, the diving catch at the one-yard line, Mm -hmm. that, that drive... Before that drive, while the defense was on the field, Josh McDaniels grabbed Tom Brady, grabbed the offense, and literally said, our game plan, not working. We're going to throw it in the trash. You can look this up. This really happened. Mm-hmm. He says, not working. What that, we're going to do is we're going to go with a two tight end set. We're going to huddle up mm-hmm. after every single play. Because Patriots sometimes run the no huddle, but also they have to huddle up because they haven't worked on this. They haven't practiced this formation in months. They decided, we're going to run this formation. We're going to change completely what we're doing, new game plan. On that, pl- on that drive, I think they averaged 12 and a half yards per play. The rest of the game, it was ballpark of three. The Patriots were willing to admit what we're doing is not working. We got to do something else. So half of it is just making that decision. Obviously, you have to go on the field and execute. Obviously, you got to go execute, but you can't execute unless you make the adjustment first. Of course, that's that's just great coaching. I mean, you got great Bill coaching. Belichick, and I mean, whoever Bill Belichick hires, I mean, look at they always go out. I mean, yep. they're not good when they leave, but when they're working for him, they they have a dynasty for a reason. They work. They they're good at what they do, and yeah, being humble is a big part of it. I mean, they're not afraid to get rid of people or trade people either. They're they see things on a so as from a very sober point of view. They're not nostalgic at all. Yep. 
That's why they're be- that's why they've been able to like stay good for so long. Uh, I think you know, I I heard this on ESPN. I don't know from who, but if you if you trade a player a year before like you know early, you're gonna get a lot more for him than you will when he's like you know on the back end like oh like a thirty year old running back. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get a lot for a thirty year old running back. Maybe for a twenty eight year old running back, you know, you could get a whole lot. Right. I mean, what, what team wouldn't like trade for Le'Veon Bell during the season? I mean, the Steelers kept him. Uh, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, a whole yeah, issue. <laughs> but I mean, who couldn't use Le'Veon Bell right at right. this rule? I mean, the Chiefs, they got the they yeah. lost Kareem Hunt. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they can't pay for Le'Veon. Yo, Hunt. that new guy, their third string guy that's playing a lot now, Williams, I think, is his last name. Dude's the real deal. I think it's mm-hmm. Williams. I, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. The kid's the real deal. But this humility thing, let's flip it. We can look at the same exact thing on behalf of the Rams, but the opposite spectrum. So, like, the Rams did what they had done the entire season. The Rams did about 30% play action in, in the Super Bowl. They ran out of very similar sets. They ran very similar motions. They did a lot of stuff they had been doing throughout the playoffs and all regular season, and the Patriots were just ready for it. And even down to the wire, the very last play on offense, that interception by, by Jared Goff, <laughs> The Patriots knew not necessarily what play was going to be run, but they knew there was going to be a go-route on the outside. They knew mm-hmm. that, that Robert Woods, I believe it was, was going to run that fade. Stephon Gilmore sat in a cover three right underneath it. He didn't move. He, Jared Goff literally threw a, a flat-footed lollipop in the air, and Stephon Gilmore did not have to move. He knew exactly you, what I was going to happen. That pick was coming. It was, yeah, it was coming. I told you it was the, coming. Rams, the Rams were just going with what had been working, with what worked all year. Which seems reasonable. Not a knock on the Rams. Sean McVay, great coach. But they just went with, with what had been working for them the entire game. It didn't work the whole game. Even down to the very last play, they kept doing it. It's not working. Shouts out to Stefan Gilmore. Perfect cover three defense. He knew what was going to happen. He was ready for it. <coughs> it was not a great throw. It left it a little short. Oh, yeah, put a lot of air under it. But pass before, it was even, even um, ignoring the execution, poor decision. You, not you not you a smart throw. I'm talking about the... Uh... The one that he just lofted in the back of the end zone. Robert game. Woods, and it, yeah, that, yeah, he should he should have hit that one. He Absolutely, hit that one saw him so late. Game. Saw him so late. There is no reason McCourty had time. He played to get scared. Over there. I'm telling you, you could tell what was gonna happen. He was so scared. He was missing passes. That that remember that uh, second and twenty or whatever where he missed a guy in the middle of the field. Yeah, as we, you do uh, remember. Forgot who forgot who it was. And he threw to um, Cooks or whatever. And like triple coverage, and I was like, "What? Yeah, what are Come you doing? Come on, dude! I could have made that. You could, you could have thrown that lofty ass pass you did on the pick, you know? Yeah. And you would have got the first down. You would have kept the drive going. Instead, you know, it went three and out or whatever. Yeah. And another, you know, punt. Yeah. That was the whole. That was the story. You know, just scared as you're off. The Rams had overwhelmingly more talent, I think, on both sides of the field. You know. It's hard to disagree with that. I think it was just the quarterback. You know, Tom yep. Brady was just perfect. Quarterback and I mean, he coaching. threw a pick on the first play. Or quarterback like, and coaching. Know, that wasn't his fault. That was not his fault. The ball literally got popped up in the air. Like, I mean, granted, know. it wasn't a great throw, but it was an incomplete like type was, bad throw. Like it was it, wasn't a, it was a wake-up call. It was unlucky. It was it, absolutely it, it, a wake-up it, call. It, it, put, like, it made everybody tense. and you know, It was still early. You can recover from it. But when you start playing hard from yeah. like basically the first whistle. Yeah. And you can and, see. And, and the Rams were not humble after that. They, yeah, they, I agree. They were like, okay. They got their emotions all, like, all riled oh, up. We, yeah. we got this now, you know. We're, yeah. we're way better, you know. Look yep. at us. And it seemed obvious after that that Tom Brady was like okay. very within himself. Like even yeah. throwing out routes, he would throw them. He would air on the side of the sideline, meaning he would throw it farther mm, outside yeah, than, yeah. The, than, like, than the receiver really was. And if it was incomplete, just didn't worry about it. Just on to the next one. I'd rather throw a ball five yards out of bounds and incomplete 
then hit my guy in the helmet, have it pop up in the air, and throw an interception. Yep. He's that disciplined. He doesn't care if it doesn't go great as long as it doesn't go bad. Mm-hmm. Genius. Perfect. I mean, and it always works. Played perfectly, I think. Yep. But I think we can all agree that probably the biggest storyline coming out of Super Bowl Fifty Three is that super hot kiss at the end. <laughs> oh, dude, Tom Brady's. You know that, that's the secret. I mean, like. He just kisses a dude on the lips and, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the real reason they wear helmets in the NFL is that Tom Brady doesn't kiss you, you know. <laughs> oh, that's a spicy take. They didn't, have, they didn't have face masks for a long time. That's true. Ooh. So they were probably just like, these dudes trying to kiss each other because they know it's going to help them. It just makes it awkward on the field. I mean, that's I crazy. That, I, it's I, a tactic. I, I wasn't ready for all that. And, like, it, it's all guys. It's, I, it's I his son. Com- it's feel, his son. He's making out with his son. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable when he does it with his kids, but then when it's just like, uh, you know, somebody else. I mean, Robert like, Kraft, a 75 uh, year old 75 guy year old or something. Man, like, yeah. uh, his boss. So weird. His boss. What do, you, what do you think was going through Kraft's mind? Uh, it probably ended and his eyebrows just raised. He was like, whoa, I was just kissed on the lips by a grown man. The ghost, There's, though. That's, I mean, that's unbelievable. It's like, you've seen Space Jam, obviously, the Michael's secret stuff at the end. Mm. It's just water, but, like, Tom actually has secret stuff. It's just, it's just making out with dudes. <laughs> I don't know it's what just making out with dudes. Hey, no, not even remotely homophobic in here, but if you really knew that kissing dudes was the way to be the best quarterback of all oh, time. I'd do it, I'd do it. That is, I'd do it. you're on to something. I'd do you're, it. Like, how, how could you have known that without seeing what? Tom Brady? Yeah, right? There's no, like... Would you do it? If you knew, like, if you just had to kiss a dude, you win a Super Bowl, would you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's not a dude I'm not making out with if I'm winning a ring. I mean, whatever he's doing, dude, I can't... Especially if I'm I'm winning six of them. Right? Six? Dude, I'll kiss dudes. And you've been to nine? I don't mind. Holy crap. I'll even fondle something. I don't care. 18 years, been to nine Super Bowls. That's every other year. It's ridiculous. Hmm. And he's won six. Every third season, he wins it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yikes. Dude, start making out with guys, fellas. High school athletes, you heard it here first. Make out with your teammates and your coaches. Stop and, being so homophobic. And your brothers. Yeah, yeah. Accept the homosexuals. If they're on your team, don't bully them. If they're in your school, don't bully them. If you know them, don't bully them. Just That's, kiss them. Well, nah, I mean... Well, don't force it. Yeah. Don't force it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. And say no homo if you're like, like gay. Okay. So, you know... Everybody no, does. but I think the point is that it's... Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't think Tom Brady's like a homo. You sure? In the video with his son, he definitely didn't. Whoa, he definitely know. didn't. With Robert Kraft, I can only assume he didn't based on trying to read his lips afterwards. I saw no no homo lipping. I didn't see that before or after. Okay. But that doesn't mean it wasn't there. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't standing next to the fellas. That's a subject to get into. But fellas, don't hate. Appreciate. Kiss those dudes, guys. Right. All right, so another another really big storyline. <laughs> another really big storyline coming out of this Super Bowl is Adam Levine's um, saran wrap mm. or or duct tape or whatever that was that kind of resembled the tank top shirt. Um, I've seen a lot of great memes on the internet about this one. I've seen designer handbag. I've seen 1990s chair. I've seen towel i've seen all sorts of things but um let's just go a little back and forth here take some draft picks what do you think that tank top looked like uh it's kind of uh, kind of 
I honestly don't remember that much I, of the halftime show, to be honest. That's it's funny. Just, I remember SpongeBob. I remember Travis the SpongeBob tees. Oh, Dude, no. Dude, oh my goodness. They Dude, sh- I would so much rather have seen SpongeBob than Adam Levine wearing that skin condom. Right? That I, honestly, torso they, rubber. They need to cater uh, more to a younger audience. They want more younger people to watch. Maroon 5, I mean... I, I'm not, no knock on Maroon 5, but... I feel like they could have they they could have got some somebody Dude, that Maroon most, 5? like I mean they, they got somebody that a lot of people appreciated but yeah. that you don't really yeah no wanted, I know, you know? The, yeah the the halftime show used they to be like average they, you it, know? yeah it used Why to be larger yeah. than life it used to be Janet Jackson Aerosmith the Who like yeah just huge get a bunch events. of different artists you know a bunch of di- from a bunch of different genres but don't make it just. So average. Yeah, it was just know? it was just a mainstream pop music video. You make it so wasn't much even like money off of, off of this event. Yeah. You know, a hundred million people watch it. Why not instead of just catering to nobody, cater to everybody? Yeah. All I know is that when Adam Levine took off that god awful, nineteen nineties worn out couch T shirt tank top thing, I was relieved as all get out. I would so much rather look at his rock and bod and crazy tattoos, than. Than that thing. You'll lay Julia Elbert for a little bit, like if you shaved. I can actually see that. Wow. Wow. What a take. The, I mean, he's fit, dude. He is fit. He's in great shape. Adam Levine, he shout out to football. you. He's gonna play football. Your regimen you know. is, oh, dude, he doesn't make out enough guys. Yeah. Well, he, he's small, but, you know, he probably could add on another 40 pounds, get on the field. I think it's more. I think it's more the kissing dudes thing. Tom Brady isn't. isn't and that you know, genetics. You know those guys are freakishly big fast, and fast. strong and fast. But yeah, going back to that SpongeBob T thing, that that pissed me off too. I want to see Sweet Victory so bad, and then they did that thing, and I was like, "Oh, it's coming! We're getting it!" And then it just ended, and then Travis Scott just went into sicko mode, and I was like, "I've heard this song." Did you see Travis times. Scott jump off the stage, or like, kind yeah, of just, just fall, just, just lay down on people? Oh, it was so weirdly that, executed. That was weird. It was so but, weird. You know, it's just, I don't know. He, he tried. But it was weird. It was weird. I mean, for theatrics, like fine, but like for the practicality of the thing, if you're watching that happen, you're like. That was the most awkward stage dive. <laughs> I've been, like I've been to a lot of concerts in my life. I love music. I've seen many stage dives, and none of them were that forced. That was so awkward, so awkward. He you just turned like, and fell backwards. Just pushing him back on it stage was it was like a trust fall. It wasn't even a stage dive. Yeah. I would have. I would have <laughs> been like, "This, you're weird. You're sweaty. I want to touch Adam Levine and not you." Let's. I mean, I would have probably tried to take his chain or something. <laughs> Facts. Like yeah. $80,000 chain. You're definitely getting caught. You're at the Super Bowl. Portnoy got caught at the Super Bowl, and he didn't even really do anything. I mean, if you were in that many people, would you kind of slip the chain off and, you know, put it in your pocket, walk away? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's your bag. That's not me. That's not me. Shit. But, yeah, that, that halftime show, I think his shirt looked like a, a torso <laughs> condom. It torso looked like a designer handbag. It looked like an old-school worn-out couch or sofa. It kind of looked like, like a bed comforter in like a hotel catalog. That was not a t-shirt. No t-shirt I've ever seen. Ripping hard on my man. Uh, so now let's <laughs> now that now that the NFL season is over, let's take a little bit of step back. First, let's just reflect on the 2018 season. There were some awesome games this year, regular season and playoffs. Let's do a little draft of the best games of the year. Simply, which games were the most entertaining? Which games did you like the most? Which games did you enjoy the most? Round one. I'm a Jets fan, as you know. So the first game of the season, or the first Monday night game, Jets in Detroit. 
we knew their play calls, put like 48 up on them. It was sweet to watch. It was such a tease with Sam Darnold, you know? Mm-hmm. He threw a pick on the he threw a pick six for his play. I and remember. Then he came back. <laughs> great to watch, and it gave me so much hope. And it was quickly washed away with my second pick, which I'll get to after that. Yep. My first pick, my first round draft pick, I'm going Bears Packers. Sunday night mm. football week one. That uh so Aaron Rodgers sprains his MCL. They're down ballpark of like 20 at halftime. In typical Packers and Aaron Rodgers fashion, they come back and win the game on a fourth-quarter drive, beat the Bears by, I think, one point, two points, something like that, one possession. Crazy game. Typical Aaron Rodgers. The season fell apart for the Packers, but that game was vintage. Unbelievable game. Shout-out to the Bears for playing them tough. Shout-out to the Bears for owning that division now and hopefully the next 10 seasons. Shout-out Mitchell Trubisky. That's a spicy take. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is still in that division, man. Dude, those Bears. Those Bears on defense. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. Not the greatest, but the best. I agree. The best. I agree. A lot of skill. He could single-handedly win that division. All it takes is for him to be great. My number one game of the year. All he has to do is be great. Bears, Packers, Sunday Night Football Week 1. Okay. We going snake draft or are we doing typical draft? My number two. We going typical draft. Get it. My number two. Round two. Have to go with my Jets again, baby. <laughs> Jets and Browns. Yeah. I have that on my list. I was going to pick that one soon. We lost, but I mean, it's a great game. I think it was at the dog pound. It was at the dog pound. Baker Mayfield's first it looked, game. It looked like another slow Jets win. You know, yeah. I think it was the third game of the season. I was like, okay, we're gonna be two one now. We marked this. We marked this off as a dub. I remember that game vividly. I, I know, know exactly where I was. Who decided to hurt Tyrod Taylor? The worst, the worst uh, move we could have ever done. That was something. I that remember was the worst possible injury that could have happened for the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was on the other team. It was. I was boy. at. Uh, I was at my good friend Travis's house. And uh, we were watching that game. It was uh, that was on Monday night too. That was Monday night football. We're watch- or maybe it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday night. That's what it was. It was a Thursday night football game. And Baker Mayfield comes in the game. And first of all, there's just so much hype around it because at the beginning of the season, Baker Mayfield was honestly like one of the biggest topics in the NFL. Uh-huh. Just as far as talking points, everyone was talking about mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Um, he comes in the game, and even just when he comes in before he runs a play, it feels different. You're like, okay, Baker's coming in. That very first drive, marches down the field, throws a couple great passes, throws a seam route to his mm. tight end, finds the window in a cover two, four, three defense. It was like, it was like he'd been in the NFL for years. That his first couple throws on the money, and I was like, this dude is the real deal. He can throw the living mm. shit out of that ball. This is gonna be awesome. They come back and win the game. He scored a touchdown before halftime, gave him a lot of momentum. It ended up going like kind of all in their favor second half. Um, he did the Philly-Philly, catching that two-point yeah. conversion at oh, the end. That was beautiful. What a game. Was what beautiful. a game. So is that also your second, or do you want me to go number? Nah, that's not my second. We, we can't be drafting the same players here. Um, my number two game of the year, I'm actually mm-hmm. going to go very unpopular opinion here. I'm going to go the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We had wow. we had one of the most competitive games of the season, at, in in the time with the highest stakes and the highest stakes. I did watch last year's Super Bowl. It was better than this year's Super Bowl, but it was oh. last year's Super Bowl. It was better. I mean, hold last on. year's yeah, Super Bowl. It was yeah. definitely 
Definitely way better. And you, when you're comparing... Yeah, last year's Super Bowl well, was better. Like, but this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl was, in the, was in the Super Bowl. This year's Super Bowl was the second best game of the year. Because the stage is a huge part of it. It's the Super Bowl, and we had a tie in the fourth quarter, and you didn't know who was going to win until those five minutes left. Well, I kinda That's a beautiful game. You have a... You're, I agree that I was really certain the Patriots were going to win. Very certain. But as far as what's happening on the field, you can have a, an intuition about the Patriots winning. It seemed obvious. That's the kind of game that they always win. Always. But the game wasn't over yet, and it was exciting. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great defense. It was a chess match. Awesome game. Absolute shouts out to this year's Super Bowl. Round three. This is, I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but Dallas and uh, New Orleans. Week 12? Or okay. 13 or something I think like that? that was a deciding factor in the season just because New Orleans, you know, they were dominating everybody, you know. They were just going through, just doing whatever they wanted, and then Dallas stopped them. Yep. Low scoring game. I mean, they, yeah, I think at that point they were still on their winning streak from week one. They lost yep. week one to the Bucks, Ryan Fitz Magic, and then they went were on hot. like a 12 game win streak or 11 game win streak. Hot, Beat the Rams hot, hot. in there, did everything. They were beating everybody. And then the Cowboys stopped them. I think that demoralized a bunch of people just because, I mean, it was the Cowboys and they were on a hot streak. They were, they were peaking, and I, that's, I, I said it on the last time I was on here. They peaked at the wrong time. They had Without a doubt. so much Without energy, a doubt. so much hype in the beginning of the season, and they, it's hard to keep that up for 16 games. I mean, football is different, you know. It's so draining physically. So I know it's only 16 games, but every week is just like, it's, it's like imagine being in 40 car, yeah. mini car crashes every week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, so it's, it's on your body. It's there, There's yeah. not even words in the English language to describe the it's, toll it's it hard. takes. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Hard. So... And I feel like that really just at that point I didn't count the Saints out, but I mean I should. In hindsight, it was a turning point. In hindsight, it was a turning point. Yeah. I mean they lost a couple games after that, and they. I think Philly was a close game for them, wasn't it? In the playoffs, or did you're talking regular season? Uh, playoffs. Yeah, Philly, it was a close because remember Philly game. came out at the beginning thumping them, scored mm-hmm. like fourteen points or ten points, yeah. something quick. Um, that, I mean, I, and Philly should have been a team. They just should have just went like a team blown, blown out by forty. I mean, yeah. then they during the regular season. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. That's a good pick. I like that one. For my third round pick, I'm going. It's kind of a homer pick, but I'm going not homer, but mainstream, I guess. That uh, Chiefs Rams game. That primetime game. I mean, yeah. that was in in the hearts of fans, I think, and in the media, that was the future of the NFL. That was like, this is what you're going to see for 10 years. It was just the most ridiculously high-powered offenses next to no defense at all, scoring on every drive, crazy passes, no-look passes, crazy runs, just so much athleticism, so many great athletes in space. It ended up coming down. Did it? No, it didn't go to overtime. That was a different game that I'm going to pick in the next round. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, great game. Competitive at the very end, similar to the Super Bowl. Obviously very different than the Super Bowl, but... Similar in the sense that it was competitive at the very end. Very exciting. Ton of scoring. Great quarterbacks. Great coaching. What a game that was. And in prime time, too. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Round four. My number four, Bears and Eagles playoffs. Wow. 
That I mean. Yeah. No, you're right. Here, here's the thing. You're right. That here's was a why, great game. Here's why I loved it. I I, I liked how I like Mr. Trubisky. I don't know. Like that's that's, that's probably a hot take. A the Trub. No, I'm with it. I love that kid. A lot of people are. I love that kid. But he's nice. He's accurate. That defense. What the Bears defense is amazing. Now here's what I have to say about Nick Foles. I dude, I believe in him. Dude, he's big I, dick I'm, Nick. I'm rooting for him. If you don't I, believe in big I, dick Nick, I was rooting for him. So I was rooting for him against the Saints, even though my Saints were the pick for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for him against the the Bears. I was like, and I, and and before it, I was like, all right, there's a possibility he misses the kick. Cody Parker is not that not that accurate, you yeah. know. Yeah, he and didn't he have a good season. It. He did not have and a good season. The Bears were a better team. It would have been a better matchup for the Saints, I think. Uh, Going on, but it would have been a more exciting the, the, like the storyline. Yeah, the Eagles, not necessarily the game itself, but like the build up. Bear Saints would have been a huge. The Eagles. I mean, I feel like the Bears are on the come up. They're going to be there next year, in my opinion. Yeah, and for the sure. playoffs. Not, not. I don't know where they're. Dude, going I'm to telling you, the Bears are on in that division the, the Bear, for the, the years Bear, to come. The Bears are on the come up. The Eagles. They're on the come down. They 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 kind of got to. They, they might. They, 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 they got to go all. I'm in. not ready to say that, but they might be. They got to go all in these next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean. I don't know. We I don't know about fuck this quarterback. What, what Carson, was Wentz? Carson Wentz. I don't really know. He's not tested in the playoffs. He's not. He he's not. And this year he wasn't that. He wasn't that. You know his the years before he was a lot better. Yeah. But this year he look he looked shaky. Yeah. I mean he didn't come back and he got hurt again. So how is he going to be next year? Yeah, it's scary. The only the only comparison we have to this kind of like the only precedent for these injuries is Sam Bradford. And look how that turned out. I mean, I hope it doesn't work out that way because Carson Wentz, I mean, he was having an MVP season last year. He mm-hmm. was literally, it seemed like he was unanimous MVP. Everyone was, look at the Eagles, look at Carson Wentz. Yep. Tears his ACL late. They still uh, win the Super Bowl, which offense. was awesome. But, like, is Carson Wentz the quarterback of the future if he tears his ACL every year? No. Sam Bradford never was. Mm-mm. So, we'll see. We'll see. So, let's hope he's not a Teddy Bridgewater, man. Yeah. Um, so, that, that was your fourth pick. My fourth round pick... I'm going Patriots Chiefs, but not the AFC Championship. The previous one, the mm-hmm. regular season matchup. Uh, it was Sunday night football, kind of early. Yeah, Patriots won both. Um, but that first one, I was glued to my seat. That game was so exciting. It was honestly a better version, in my opinion, of the Rams. And the Chiefs. It was a better version of that game because it was there was more execution. It wasn't just score on every play. There was a ton of scoring, but it was good execution. It came. The Chiefs had a chance to win it at the end. It was just. It had all the makings of the perfect, exciting game. It was a, a preview of the AFC title game. It was awesome. It was in Foxborough. It was exciting. It, it what a game. What a game. Final round. Browns and Ravens. Yeah. Week seventeen. Week seventeen. That, that game had huge implications. That I mean, if the Browns won, the Steelers would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Who else? Great, and it came down to the wire. Jarvis Landry's catch that wasn't a catch, and then his one-hander. Baker Mayfield going off the Brown. The Ravens defense was amazing. You know, yeah. all year number one defense, I think, right? Yeah. Two rookie quarterbacks basically going at it. Yep. You know. And that, uh, and it, even even the ending itself. I, lo- ending I love with that watching Juju Smith Schuster yes! in the stadium, yes! getting hype for the Browns, getting hype for Jarvis Landry. Yep. That I mean, dude, I, the same thing happened to me. I was watching that game with my mother and that's brother. That's competitiveness. That's that sportsmanship. That's everything right yep. there. I remember that. Everything so well. on the line. 
Because they had been showing Heinz Field. It was a great game. Back great and game. forth. Yep. They had been showing Heinz Field like the entire fourth quarter. Like the all Browns the Steelers fans had... getting excited when the Browns got the ball at the end. And then the, the Ravens got that interception right at the very end and took knees to, to end the game. But when they got that interception, the first words that came out of my mouth were, Show Heinz Field. I want to see right? all those Steelers right? players and fans heartbroken. <laughs> and then they did it. And the, I was ecstatic. That was the ah. Uh, uh, Fuck yes. Great pick. Great pick. Baker's amazing, dude. Baker he, is he, amazing. Gonna be, I mean, the Browns could have had a winning season after going 0-16. The Browns are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And, and if I feel like if, if Baker Mayfield played start, started from the beginning, they would have had they, they might have been in the playoffs, dude. Yeah. I mean, they, they tied the Steelers. They could have won that. The Steelers shouldn't have lost. Yeah. That. Well, hold on. Let, let's take a timeout right there because that's a perfect segue. My fifth round draft pick, week one, Browns-Steelers. Great game. First of all, the comeback. Brown scored two touchdowns with mm-hmm. like four minutes left to force overtime. That was that was without Baker, right? That was without Baker. That was, was Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. If it was, I mean, if they had Baker, overtime starts they the rest won. is history. Overtime starts the rest is history. Um, wow, what a game! And it was just it almost set up for like we still don't really know what's gonna happen, but it was a beautiful setup because it literally just told the world, "Hey, look, the Browns are here now." We don't know how good they are, but they're no longer the shitty old Browns. They're no longer the kings of the porcelain throne. The dog pound is actually back. You know what I'm saying? That game was unbelievable. Mm. That was a good draft there. The NFL season was great this year. It was the best NFL season in years, honestly. (coughs) Storylines, quality of games, excitement, just, it was, it was, what a year. You want to talk about your, uh... Your Saints Super Bowl pick a little bit? Next year, the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. It's it's almost a guaranteed now. I, I fully believe that Drew Brees knows he's getting old. He's got a couple of shots at it. And the team is amazing this year. That offense is built for Drew Brees. I mean, Kamara, Ingram. Uh, forgot the name of their wide receiver. He's like... Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is he's a, he, people say he's a system player. I think he's more than that. Michael Thomas is one of the, one of the elite I, receivers in I the think, NFL. I he's think a top he's five a, receiver. He, I, yeah, exactly. I think he's a top. He's not like you know Odell Beckham or Julio or Antonio Brown, but he's slightly below that. And slightly below that with Drew Brees makes you the like the, gives you the number one receptions in the first three years, yeah. number one TDs. Yeah. Any putting up any, numbers, yeah. but you have to be great to put up those numbers, mm-hmm. and he he does it. I feel like they're missing a piece or two on defense, but they'll solve that this year, and they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. They're gonna be angry because Minnesota took their Super Bowl shot last year on that that freak play by Stephon Diggs where they missed the tackle, and then the 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 missed call, the horrendous missed call by the refs in the AFC, the NFC Championship game. Which basically would have, if they would have called it, it would have been the end of the game. Yeah, it, it, and absolutely. It was a huge missed call on every angle. I don't know how they missed it. They need to look into that. Someone needs to start drug testing people too. <laughs> I mean, shit. I could like, like I saw it in real time on the screen. I was like, what oh, the fuck? oh, yeah. I think like, we all did. someone smoking something, yeah. you know, or it's a little home cooking. That's something happened there. Yeah, I remember. In lot, like as it happened. Angry. The, As it happened in my house, I, I said out loud, the Saints, flag, that's passing interference. The Saints players were heartbroken. They're, yeah. They're, 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 they're going to no flag. Wanted. I bet you they, they hit the gym. 
they're watching the Super Bowl from the gym. They're ready for it. They're, yeah. they're hungry. They want they want the Rams. If, they, if I don't even think they want the Super Bowl as much as they want the Rams right now. I don't know. I think they're mad at the NFL. I don't think they're mad at the Rams. I think they would love another shot at the Rams. They, they, don't get they, me wrong. They, they would the love that shot. They want the Rams now. But like they're Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Sean Payton, all their fans, they're all mad at the NFL. They're all mad at Roger Goodell. They're not mad at the Rams. Like I said, they want another shot at the Rams. Mm-hmm. They, they, don't get they, me wrong. They really want but the right now. The, mo- the majority of their anger isn't with the Rams, I think. It's with the NFL. And it should be. But who, 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 who can they put their anger out on? Right, 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 right. Exactly. The Rams. Yeah. The Rams are a target. They, yeah. they, 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 they're like, okay, we can't punish Roger Goodell. He basically signs our checks and yeah. get rid of us when he wants to. Can't, we can't even kneel when we want yeah. with Roger Goodell here. But the Rams? Oh, dude, you could. They'll take a couple rough in the passer calls. Yeah. They'll, they'll take a couple, <laughs> a couple late hits. You know, they'll, they'll nudge a little bit there, here and there. They're gonna play a tough game. I feel like it's gonna be more of a defensive game next time they play. They're gonna want to hit yeah, hard. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, I don't think it'll, yeah. it'll be as high scoring as it is now. I feel like it'll end more in like the twenties, yeah, maybe much, like low, low, much low more 20s. physical game. Yeah, I can see that. My Super Bowl, especially because I feel like the the I know the Rams got Todd Gurley. But they, the, the Saints got two great ones. They yeah. got a one-two punch. Todd Gurley will get tired. He can't run 40. He can't run 30 put t- times yeah. as well. As but they're keeping C.J. Anderson. They're re-signing C.J. Anderson. Anderson is old, and he put on weight. How do you think he's going to – I don't think he's going to last a full season. I don't know how he's going to play. The only thing that he, – he, I feel like he, was, he had fresh legs coming onto the Rams. He definitely had fresh legs. He had fresh legs. Everybody else was tired. He's not going to last a full season. I don't think he's – I saw him with the with the Broncos when he won that Super Bowl. He was nice then. See that's but he wasn't he wasn't like top tier, and he's only getting he's only getting worse. My take on CJ is that I don't know what's gonna happen because he's not. I agree. While he was on the Broncos, he would pretty much start off the season well and just fade off. Um, Which and you, not even the season, but his career. His first like mm-hmm. season or two there was awesome, and then faded away. But he's not gonna be the primary guy. Todd Gurley, everyone knows, is their star running back. He's gonna be the change of pace guy. He might That's be correct. able to last. I don't know. But would you rather? All I'm take, saying is I don't know. Would you rather take Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson or Kamara and Ingram? Wow, that's actually that's Todd tough. Gurley's the most that's, yeah. The it's most tough talented. because Todd Gurley is the most dynamic of the group, but and C.J. Anderson is the least dynamic yeah. of the group. So you have the pick between the two middle guys are the best in the world. Ingram worst. and Kamara can both catch. They can both run. They both have big play capabilities. While C.J. Anderson is limited. Yeah, the I got. Very, I'm hard pressed to say that, that Kamara and Ingram is a more dynamic duo. Uh, that's a better running back. And they're the thing is they're paired with Drew Brees, who like yeah, they're. Legit. I mean yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're legit. legit. They they might they might look a little better than they are because of the system, but still yeah, they're, they're you could see by the talent, their size, their speed, their quickness, yeah, just their overall awareness. Okay. Yeah, so my Super Bowl pick. As you might have heard in the pilot episode, I'm going Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, 2020 Super Bowl champs. It could happen. It could uh, happen. This is, here's my little analysis breakdown. Um, I know they're not going to suck. And if they win and I called it right now, I'm a genius. Yeah, that's my Super Bowl pick. Cleveland right, Browns. Baker Mayfield taking them to the promised land. He was 500 approximately as a rookie. I mean, that's, kind of, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Rookies don't typically play that well. I mean... Carson Wentz did, but I mean it's not it's right. All I'm saying is they got a good squad, good defense. 
They're, they're they are going to make the playoffs. The Steelers are getting worse. They're probably losing Antonio Brown, yeah. and they lost Le'Veon Bell. The Ravens, you can see they're limited with their quarterback. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I was keep thinking Joe Flacco. He's limited. He's I mean, passing-wise. Passing-wise, yeah. They, they got a great system for but, him. Yeah, what defense, I'll say about him is he is... They set him up to succeed. Yeah. But in the playoffs, you need to pass it. You need, you need to be able to make some throws, yeah. and uh, he doesn't have the capability to make those throws. Yeah. He Baker might. Mayfield. He can't yet. I'm not selling him 100% yet. I think he could develop. That's the only thing. He has the potential to develop. We'll see if it happens. Baker but he Mayfield definitely needs to do it more without more development. Yeah. And he, he throws better. And he, he just seems more like a man when he's running the offense. Like when he's around the team. He, he has more command. Mature. Yeah. Yeah, he, has, he has control over he the offense. He has much more command over his team, people, the people offense, believe the situation. In him. When, when the ball leaves his hand, you trust that it's going to be there. You don't think, oh, right. some guys... Right. Would, it's not a liability. Some guys are like, oh, fuck, you threw it, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you know what gives me hope for Lamar Jackson? That one throw against the Chargers in that regular season game. Not, not the playoff game, but that long touchdown pass. I can't remember which player it was to, but he threw... Uh, it was like something like a 70-yard, 60-yard touchdown pass that traveled maybe 40 yards in the air uh, and then ran the rest of the way in. But that ball, he threw it into double coverage. It was a terrible decision. That's the thing that gives me hope about it. It was a terrible decision to throw the ball because the guy was covered. But he threw the ball so perfectly, so accurately, exactly where it needed to be, caught it and ran to the promised land through double coverage. The, just the quality of that throw okay. gives me a little bit of hope so, that possibly he could develop into a guy that isn't a pass-first quarterback but can be trusted I, as a passer. So what you said right there, I'd, I'd take a different take from that. I, I see it as, oh, he's a bad decision-maker. He is a bad decision-maker. He decision is a bad decision-maker. He's a bad decision-maker. There's, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are very accurate but are but terrible decision-makers, yeah. and they don't make it very far in the NFL. Right. And the, the big thing about the NFL... Don't turn the ball over. Yep. And get the first down. That's really that that's the main purpose. If you could do that, you're gonna get paid 10, 15 million in the court in, in, in the league. Wherever you go. Like every if you can get a first down and not throw a pick, if you have like a two to one ratio, you're gonna get hired. Yeah. You know? So yeah. he I feel like he's he's that type of quarterback. He's a maybe between like thirteen and twenty two. He's he's somewhere in he's not he's not the 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 worst you can get. Also, big a big part of that is young. He's he he could still he could still get better, and he's fresh. He's gonna be he's he's gonna be this way for you know whatever. But yeah. I feel like we've already seen a version of him that's better. That's Deshaun Watson. Right. Deshaun Watson can do it all. He can pass. He can throw. He can catch. And I just see that as like Lamar Jackson. Ha- he's just a lesser version. He's a great value. Ver- he's a great value version of. Deshaun Watson, and yeah. if a team has something better at the same position than you do, and it's such an important position, you're not really going to win. All right, we'll wrap up NFL talk with this. The Ravens have a great head coach. If anyone can make the situation work, it'll probably be him. I think he's. I think Lamar's better at running the ball than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson obviously has every passing advantage in the world. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a good season in 2019. I agree. Let's talk NBA. Yes. Let's talk NBA. Let's talk yes. NBA trades. Let's talk. Let's talk teams. Let's talk standings. Let's talk everything. First and foremost, let's get to your Knicks. Right. Let's right, talk that Kristaps right. Porzingis trade. So, for those of you who don't know, the trade it might look lopsided because we gave away maybe a franchise player, but let me break it down. The Knicks traded away Kristaps Porzingis, who did not want to resign with the Knicks. He made it very clear he he wanted out. 
which was uh, like swaying away other people to come and play with him. Now that's important for our twenty nineteen free agency, just because we want to have two. We want to have two all stars. That's basically what you need to win a title this year. And if Porzingis is unhappy, that's going to make other players not want to come. Second, when we traded him, we traded away Tim Hardaway Jr., who was grossly overpaid. About like I think it was a four year, seventy four million dollar contract. That's more than what his dad made in his entire in, like the entire time he played. And his dad's a Hall of Famer. Second, they got rid of Courtney Lee. Another bad contract, and then he's old. He's like 34, 35, whatever. And then Trey Burke, who's he's limited. He's basically peaked, and he's not. I mean, he's not a bad contract, but he's on the books for a couple of years. Yeah. What we got back was a great young player in Smith Jr. Who, granted, we made a mistake in not drafting him, and we drafted <laughs> Frank Nealakina for Hard some facts. reason over him. <laughs> I'm still butthurt over that, but I'll Good get call, over Phil. it Good call, Phil. Good call. Right? Okay, so we got him back. We got DeAndre Jordan, who's a box office attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he'll, he'll put a couple dunks in there. And we only have him for a year, and we, he's, he's off the books. Same thing with Wesley Matthews. Yeah. That frees up. And we got back in return two first-rounders, which are very valuable. And, very I'll get, valuable. I'll get, and I'll get to that in a second, in the second-round pick. So now we have seven, $75 or $76 million in cap space. Could be up to seventy-eight. That's enough to sign two max players, yep. and the players in free agency this year. This year, Kevin Durant, who's uh-huh. already said he might want to play. He might want to go to New York. Yep. Kyrie Irving, who's from New York and wanted to be might traded to, to, New, to York. New York. Clay Thompson's in there. Don't know where he wants to go, but him and KD are kind of close. Whether they come to New York together. On top of that, there's a huge Jimmy Butler, whatever Kemba Walker, bunch of people in the free agency class. Yep. Then, the picks. The Knicks are tanking this season, and mm-hmm. this helps them tank. You don't want Kristaps Porzingis coming back for the end of the season, winning a couple games. And the Mavs, you know, they lost DeAndre Jordan, who was their center, their anchor, and they lost Dennis Jr., their young point guard. I know the Mavs won't play Luka at point guard, but now it's just Luka out there with, I guess, Tim Hardaway Jr., because KP yep. <laughs> isn't playing the rest of the season. Yeah. So they're most likely going to lose most of the games, the rest of the, the rest of the games they have this season, and they're going to be a lottery pick. That makes two very good picks for the Knicks. The Knicks are in position to get Zion or R.J. Barrett. They have about a 30% chance to get those two players, but, you know, it goes up if right. Right. the more picks you have. Now, pair that with Kevin Knox, who you already have. So you have Kevin Knox and Dennis Jr., great young core. You could sign two max players, and then potentially you have, you're very likely to get a top three pick. Very likely. That makes the Knicks, and we got a great new young coach. Player, he's a player's coach. Played with LeBron in Miami. LeBron and Dwayne Wade loved him. Now, all we have to do, and that's not, I'm, I'm making it sound easy, is sign two max players. We cannot get Kemba Walker no. and, <laughs> and then like Kyrie. That's not going to work. We, we, we need rather, oh, Kawhi, I forgot about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, yeah, that's the one. I knew you were, thinking, you were missing one. I couldn't think of who Kawhi it was. Kawhi Leonard is a free agent this yeah, summer. Yeah, Kawhi. So we'd rather need to get Kawhi or KD. Or Ky, Ky, Kyrie could do it, but, you know, we get Kyrie, we might need, like, Jimmy Butler. We can't get right, Kimba. yeah. Can't Kyrie, get Ky- Kyrie's we, a we, dominant we, player, we but he's not the bigger. guy that can do it alone. We need someone yeah. big. We need yeah. someone big, you know. And hopefully KD. If we get Kyrie and KD, Kyrie and KD, it's over. It's over. The ideal situation is you get Kyrie and KD and get the number one overall pick. Yeah. You get Zion, and then you're cooking. You know. Yeah. That starting lineup would be deadly with Dennis Smith Jr., Zion, Kevin Knox, Kyrie, and KD. Yeah. And now going forward, that's offense and defense on every position. Right. Right. Going forward, 
it's a cap space move. They can sign players. It's a draft move. They can draft players. It was obviously good for the Knicks. It was good for the for the Mavs as well. I mean, they get Kristaps Porzingis. They already have Luka Doncic. Like, how good is that kid? Um, like, uh, they're gonna be good. It's my age. They're gonna be good. Um, <laughs> he's my he's age. literally our age. Isn't that crazy? Um, That's wild. They're gonna be a good team for a long time. I don't it, know about that. I think it was a good trade for both teams. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna win a title. I don't think they're not gonna nothing like that. They're not gonna be a dominant team, but they're gonna make the playoffs like pretty much every year for four I, or five I think years. Every other year, four or five. I years. don't think so because you don't know how KP's gonna come back from that injury. That's true. You if know, he stays healthy, and, I'll add that and, caveat. And the team if is, they the generally team, the team stay is gonna be cap strapped for a little bit because they have all mm-hmm. those players not gonna be yep. able to sign. And once they get all those players off their contracts, they're gonna have to sign Luca to a max deal. Yep. So then, if you have KP and Luca both on max deals, you can't get a third. You they have to be smart. Wheel. They definitely have to be they very need, careful. They need to clear cap space now. They're gonna have to get rid of more picks. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to clear the shelf and get a third player to come to Dallas. That's what they need to do within the next three years. And then that could not work. You're gonna have to get a. It player could possibly not work. I, it's very <laughs> likely that it doesn't work, but that's the only way I see them winning a championship because they're gonna be cap strapped. And Luca and Porzingis, Porzingis got an injury. I don't think it was a good deal for them. They, the Mavs took a risk. They could potentially have the best player in the NBA in five years. Right. But at this, it could make the Knicks look really, really dumb. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't want to be there. It was, we're going to look dumb regardless. So, you might as well get assets for it. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, let's go over to those 76ers. Because they made all sorts of moves yep. around that deadline. First and foremost, we have the Tobias Harris trade. Great pick. Um, Great pick. I mean, yeah, that's. I think, I was definitely surprised. I think a lot of people were kind of surprised <laughs> by teams, that trade. For both teams. Um, let me let me pull up the the full details of that trade real quick because it was, there was that was a lot going on there. So, let's they see. They got Tobias Harris, Boban, and um, and Mike Scott. Mike so Scott. yeah, the the Sixers get Four Harris, Boban, yeah, Boban, yeah, and Mike Scott, uh, and the Sixers give up two first round picks, 2020, 2021. The 2021 pick is via the Miami Heat, so that might be a pretty darn good yeah. pick. Uh, two second-round picks, 2021 and 23. Those are from somebody. I think maybe the Utah Jazz. Not that important. They're two second-round picks. The rookie guard, Landry, who's – I think he's, he's – I mean, he's not the guy that's going to shape your franchise, but he's a solid player. Uh, they gave up Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala immediately gets traded to the Lakers, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. Uh, Lakers are – we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, – but yeah, I mean that that's a heck of a trade, but then combine it with the other moves they made. So they dished Markel Fultz to the Magic for a first rounder. For two picks, for a first pick, for a first rounder <coughs> and a second rounder. Uh, but they also get Jonathan Simmons. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I don't even know who that is. I don't, I don't he know. played for the Spurs. Okay. He was, he was good on the Spurs, but So he's he's a system guy. Yeah, he's played for Pop. <laughs> um so they get rid of him. I mean, he's they're paying him too much. He sucks. I said that from the very beginning. That that's a good trade. Just getting rid of him, getting some some assets for him. I mean, a first and second round pick. That's even without Jonathan Simmons, that's a good trade in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got a player that can actually play now. They're they're going all in now. Why have Markel Fultz if you can't play? Yeah, and then they also picked up from who the Rockets. Ennis James Ennis. No, I didn't hear about that. That's more or less irrelevant. That guy's. To me, a scrap. He's not going to be an impact player on that squad, but they're making moves. The Sixers are trying to win right now this season, and that's awesome. That's so mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. They could do it. They could. I mean, I don't think they could make it to the finals. I don't think so, but 
I don't think they will, but their trades make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, even before those trades, Man, I had no idea who was, co- who was coming got, out of the you East. Got four guys in the East. Right. I had, before that trade, I had no idea who was coming out of the East, and now I really have no idea. Not even uh, nothing. Depends on how they match up. At I wouldn't end. be surprised if it's the Bucks. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Celtics. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Toronto. Wouldn't be surprised if it's Philly. I would be a little bit surprised, but not too surprised if it's even Indiana. If I'd Indiana finishes the year, I would be surprised. Don't get me wrong. I'd be surprised. If they but like, if they, I'd be very, very surprised. Yeah, the there's five teams in the East that are legitimately good. That's really all I'm saying. And like, four teams any are one contenders, of them. I think. Four teams are contenders. I agree. Indiana's not there yet, um, but to they're make, good. To make it, to make it to the but finals, they're good. To make it to the final four teams are contenders. I think one of them is a contender to win it. I don't, know, I don't think the East is going to win the finals, but uh, I think one team could do it. So that's a lot of trade stuff. Um, I mean, there was other trades, but nothing worth talking about. Yesterday was the most boring trade le- trade deadline day, like, ever. That was terrible. But we have a lot of news coming out of the Lakers for things that didn't even happen. And that is what I'm excited to talk about. So That Rondo game winner? Yeah, that was beautiful, too. That was ice that, on his old team. Oh, oh, that was crazy. Ooh. But um, let, let's talk that's trade. Let's hurt. talk Anthony Davis for <laughs> a second. Um, so... My, my stance on this is basically the Pelicans had the chance to be the biggest trolls in NBA history and screw over LeBron James. Literally just like they had the, uh, it was possible for them to do it. And so if they don't do it, screw you. You know what I mean? You had the opportunity to be awesome, to do something, literally just to like put your middle finger up in the air because it's funny. And they did it. Here's why I think it's so awesome. By not trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers this season, First of all, it's the smart move for them. It's a smart basketball move. I'll get to that in a second. But for the Lakers, here's why it's hilarious. First off, the Lakers don't get any better this season. They might make the playoffs as an eight seed. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they're done for the wow, year. Wow, that's hot too. Um, they're not making the playoffs. The entire team hates oh, so LeBron you're, you're because they all tried to. he tried to get rid of all of them. He's literally the unpopular kid on the team. Like, when you're in third grade and you're sitting at the lunch table, there's that unpopular kid that kind of sits at the end no one really talks to. That's LeBron. There was three seats between him and his next teammate while they were losing by 40 points on the road in Indiana. The crowd is chanting, not worth trading. And it's hilarious because the team is legitimately bad. They're not a good team. They have the best player in the world, but they're, they're not even as good as the Cavs were the past couple years. Like, the Cavs were nothing but LeBron James. Kevin Love, you can say something about him, but I'm not going to say anything about him because he's not worth talking about because he's mm-hmm. a scrub, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. Like, the Lakers, so they're not going to get any better this year. Because of that, I think we can all agree Luke Walton's probably getting fired. That just seems to be the writing on the wall. LeBron mm-hmm. doesn't like him. Magic is just butt buddies with LeBron. Whatever they agree, they're just going to do it. So he's out of there. Luke Walton's out of there. LeBron doesn't win another championship. Whoo! Okay. So uh, check it out. Okay. The, the Pelicans, if they trade him to, if they trade AD to the Lakers, all they're doing is saying, you want to leave? Okay. I guess we'll send you somewhere. That's all they're doing. They're not, they didn't get any other offers for him. So it's literally just accepting a trade that comes for the sake of getting rid of him. I am so confident that they can get better assets for him. Over the summer, they can make teams compete to trade for him. I think the Celtics are going to come with way too much anyway because they always seem to. They're going to trade Jason Tatum for him, maybe Jalen Brown, every draft pick on the planet. They're going to throw the entire team to the Pelicans to try to get AD. I hope they don't, but they might. Here's why I think you're wrong. 
So you might be right about the Lakers not getting any better this season. But mm-hmm. you're wrong about them not making the playoffs. LeBron's going to get them into the playoffs. The reason I think you're wrong is if they traded for AD now, they couldn't get a third wheel. And the reason that the Pelicans, like, they, they think they're going to get a better offer this summer. But when the Lakers were competing with themselves, that when, I think that's when they had the best offer. Because AD said he's not going to re-sign in Boston. He that's said fine because that. they're still a year on his contract. Yeah, he said that. So, for Boston, probably. So they're probably here's, cool here's, that. Th- That's why I think Boston won't put up that many assets for a one-year rental. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to get him. And even if Kyrie leaves, what if Kyrie leaves? And then they have to give a whole bunch of assets to get him. If Kyrie leaves, if Kyrie leaves, they're not trading for him. They're not trading for him. So now there's that huge, there's that huge complex right there. Obviously, Boston has the most assets, but are they going to be willing to give that up for a one-year rental? And I know Danny Ainge is smarter than that, especially if Kyrie leaves. I hear you, but I think you're focusing too much on the Celtics. And then they can make teams compete to trade for AD. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When the Lakers were competing with themselves, they were offering everything. Now, when they see what other teams have, what if other teams don't have it like as much as Lakers have, which I don't think they do. The Lakers were offered four first rounders. They can put up Kuz, who's already putting up twenty a game. He's going to be an All Star in the league. They could put Ingram in there, who's six seven and can be a point guard. And they got got Lonzo Ball, who's basically the same thing, yeah. but can't shoot as well as Ingram. But not neither of them can shoot. You have all those players plus a couple like two first rounders. You get Zubak, who I think is great. He's not going to be an All Star or anything. But he could be a center, you know? He's a starting center. Plays plays okay defense. And he can go, you know, he's basically... I feel like he, he could cap at Steven Adams. He, he is... Could, he could be a Steven Adams for, He is for as him. okay as an unseasoned steamed Brussels sprout. He can he be... He is okay. When he grows, he's not good. When, when, when he grows up, he'll be... He, I, I think he could be a Steven Adams. And he's he's, he's humble. He, he works on his game. He looks like the type of player yeah. to, to not get off track. Yeah. For All me, that being said, if you put LeBron and AD together, they're going to win a championship. And I just think the Pelicans were doing it out of spite. I think the Pelicans didn't trade the Lakers out of spite this season because they're like, okay, Anthony Davis wants to leave. He's fitting on our franchise. Yeah. Now no one's going to want to come here. You know? So I think it was a bad move not you know making the Lakers put up four first-rounders in Kuz and Ingram yeah. and Lonzo. That and I feel like that would have been a terrible move for the Lakers if they got him now because then they can't get a third wheel to add with LeBron. If if you could sign Kawhi this summer with the cap space you have, and then trade everything to get, or not even Kawhi, get Kyrie, you know, get somebody, yeah, get somebody, get, get, get Kemba. Get a star you could get, just get Kemba, yeah. you know, yeah. Kemba would work in that. Situation. Why not pay Kemba? I mean, you put him in all that hard work. Yeah, you just need him for, to be okay. If I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I know that I'm not an NBA contender. I'm probably never gonna win an NBA championship. So what I'm going to do is is court the best team I can and also just troll. If I have a chance to say screw you to LeBron James, I'm going to do it. LeBron James is the most egotistical son of a bitch in the NBA history. Like, he thinks that he's the general manager every team he goes to. He is. Yeah, because they let him. And then he never makes good trades. He's never won a championship without Kyrie making this winning shot in Game 7 or Dwayne Wade on his team. Wow, that's some hate. That is some hatred right there. I can't stand LeBron. He's a crybaby. He's a douchebag. He's unlikable. His teammates hate him because he doesn't care about them. He's he's a bad dude. He's a bad businessman. What he's good at is playing basketball, and he doesn't focus on it. So so, am I not mistaken that Kyrie not recently called LeBron and apologized to him because he was the one that that was being a bad teammate? He was the one that left and was being too egotistical? 
Did that? What, what does that have to do with what Kyrie I just said? Did Kyrie not make that phone call? What does that have to do with what I just said? Dick was how? So when you join a LeBron James team, LeBron never tried you're to trade expected Kyrie. To, you're expected to be great. You know why? Because you're competing for a championship every year. You know why? Because LeBron James. Because LeBron James is on your team. Yeah. So he what's your point? He's not playing with great players. He's he's asking you to be great in certain moments. And you're a professional, which you're supposed to do. He's the, by far the best player to ever play the game, but he's not the greatest, in my opinion. Right. He's I mean, not the greatest because of what I'm saying. He's not the because greatest. Because he tries to run the teams he's on he's the, as a player. He's you not need the to shut greatest play. because of the situations he's been in. Like he's he's never ha- he's never had a pimping on his team. He's not the greatest because he's, he's the, the son of a bitch. He's the best. He's the best basketball player ever. But By he's not far. the greatest. He's not the greatest because he tries to run. The, he tries to be the best player on the field. He tries to be the best GM in the NBA. He tries to be the best owner in the NBA. He tries to be the best businessman in the NBA. And he's a bad businessman. And he's man. got three rings for it. Been to the finals nine times. He has a losing record in the NBA finals think, because he can't get a good team around him think about because this. he's well, such a dick. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. He's been to the finals nine times. What other GM has done that? None. Because it, None because he doesn't get there order. as a GM. If he was a good GM, he would have seven rings. I don't believe that because there's too many good players, too many good teams. If he stayed with Miami, I, he would have two more. I do not believe that. Dwayne, look at my look at Dwayne Wade now. He's not. He's a shell of what he used yeah, to be. Yeah, but look at Chris Bosh isn't in the NBA. What, what did he have in, in Cleveland other than Kyrie? He had no help other than Kyrie. It's all you need. Him and Kyrie. If, the, if he has if, more help on Miami. If KD never, if KD was never on the Warriors, the the, the, the Cleveland would still be competing for a ring. LeBron would not have left. LeBron James' career is over. He's never going to win another That's championship. False. By uh, over. So 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 if AD and Kawhi come to the Lakers, he's not winning a championship. It's not going to happen. If if just AD comes to the Lakers, he's not winning a championship. Or just no. Kawhi. No. You're wilding. I'm not. The two to two of the top three players in the NBA, and then one is the best by far, the best to ever play the game. Not even close. They're not the best team in their own conference, yet alone the NBA. If they add, if they add the second or second or third best player in the game, they're not going to be. The, if, what if KD comes to the Lakers? KD's not going to the Lakers. Are you kidding me? He could. He very well could. No, Kawhi could. No. Kawhi, no, KD no and Kawhi both want to play in LA. AD wants to play in LA. Dude. Kyrie now wants to leave Boston and go to LA. You don't know that. That's literally speculation. He said. He said. I'll have. Like he wants to leave. He said New York before. The words and he said. He apologized to LeBron. He said New York. Basically saying, "Yo, dude, save me spot on the roster. I'm coming next year." You done? Yes. You done babbling about this nonsense? Yes. Okay. Oh, it's not nonsense. Hold on. You went off for a little. You were hating on LeBron. I just. Have, I have to. LeBron stay, James is stupid. I, I have to be the counterpart to you know just say, well, hold the brakes there for a second. Look at what he's done. You LeBron know? James hasn't done anything that's proven to me he's intelligent, ever. Okay. Not only that he's intelligent, that he's great at winning championships. He's great at getting to the championship. That's what he's good at. He's not a championship basketball player. Okay. He's only ever won. When the other players carried him to a title. Okay, so I think you're wrong because not just him as a as a player, but him as a GM has gotten them to the final. He he when? he recruited. Give me one good trade he's ever made. What is he recruited Dwayne? He recruited Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade just to all come to Miami. Dwayne Wade was already there. He resigned because of LeBron. He stayed there and wanted ring because you think Dwayne would have won more rings on LeBron? I asked, the question I asked you was name a good trade he's ever made. Name a good trade? One good trade. Well, I mean, I can't really say which trade he's made, but the team's tra- gone. S- since he, since his, his last two years in Miami, 
his entire second sit in Cleveland and his time in LA. Name one good trade. Because for all the of those JR times, Smith trade. It's a bad trade. They won a ring because of it. No, they didn't. J.R. Smith is terrible. J.R. Smith is a liability. He was a huge part in the, in, the, in the ring they won there. Kyrie hit the, hit the game-winning shot in Game 7. So that's one shot was, was the reason he won, he won the championship. Yes. Without that shot, they lose the championship. And also... I, what, without, and also without everything else everybody else did to get up to that point, if that didn't happen, they would have lost the championship. It doesn't matter what, what happens leading up to that point. Because what matters in the championship is the championship. If you get there, great. But now all that matters is you win. Michael right, Jordan's so the greatest. If LeBron didn't get that block, they would have lost the championship. Michael Jordan's the greatest because they got there six times and he won all six of them. He's the greatest so championship So Michael Jordan also ever. quit. He didn't quit. He retired. He quit. He didn't quit. quit. He retired. We came back. Yeah. That means he didn't quit. He quit. If you quit, you don't come Reti- back. Retirement <laughs> is quitting. Point. Retirement is quitting. No, retirement is retirement. It's qu- quitting is quitting. You're like, fuck this. I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. No, I retirement retire. is the end. It's like when a movie ends in the credits. But it wasn't quitting. Is he turning the back. movie off in the middle. He came. He, he's like, I quit. I won't play baseball now. And then he yeah. came back because he's like, oh, I fucking suck at baseball, but I'm pretty nice at basketball. Let me go play basketball again. Because he wanted to win. Exactly. He quit though. He was like, I don't want to do this no more. Even uh, though he was in his prime. I don't think he quit. I think he retired. And I think there's a distinction. And I think he's the greatest basketball player ever because he's the greatest at winning championships. And I think he's the greatest at winning championships because of two things. One, he's great at getting there. He got there six times. Two, he's great at winning. Every single time he won, never took seven games. LeBron James has a losing record in the NBA Finals. Okay. Has tried to be the general manager of three of the four, three teams he's been on, but four stints on teams. Mm-hmm. Three of the four, he tried to be the general manager. He's, he's just a, okay, bad, so the, so he's the, a bad teammate. The first time... Him being in a situation okay. makes that situation toxic. The first time around in Cleveland when he got drafted, well, do you not agree the team was terrible? The team was awful. The team was garbage. The team was Who got him to the finals? LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James. And, and he, he looked around and saw, oh, dude, my GM isn't doing shit for me. Yeah. He's not doing jack shit. So you know what he should have done? I'm going to go to Miami. He should have left. Exactly. I'm going to go with Dwayne Wade. I'm going to recruit Chris Bosh to come down and play, for, play with me. So what's your point? And then I'm going to win championships. That's a smart move. You call them I don't, dumb. That's I don't a disagree. very smart move. I think he's dumb because he it saved, didn't even he work. He left that situation so look, so because he was a crybaby. He lost to the If Mavs. he stayed in Cleveland, <laughs> no one would have saw his great. He would have kept, kept going to the East Conference Finals and losing. And it would have been teams like Boston with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rajon Rondo, Ray Allen, and they would have destroyed him because he's just one person. Abdullah Bob. Just said one of the most heinous things I've ever heard in my life. He just said no one would have recognized LeBron James's greatness if he didn't go to Miami. He wouldn't be as great as he was right now. He'd be great. He'd, he'd be he'd, be, he'd like, be King James. He'd be KD. The conver- no. The conversation be would be who's he'd the be best KD. of all time. Be Is KD it LeBron or Michael Thunder. Jordan? Before he even went to Miami, the conversation was who's the best of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. He'd be KD he didn't have a single Thunder. ring yet. It was already the question. Because he because he went out and said I'm chasing Michael Michael Jordan. That's what he said. And then for seven years, he did it. He, yeah, he chased LeBron James. Before he, then, he people, is LeBron. People, he chased people, Michael Jordan. People were, comparing him to, people were comparing him to Michael Jordan when he was in Cleveland because he was really, really good. But if you think he would have stayed in Cleveland and never won a championship, people would be like, oh, he's, he's the best player. He, even the best player to ever live, they would have been like, no, Michael Jordan's the best player. No, Kareem was better technically because you know, he had more skill. He could put the ball in the basket, all these situations. But LeBron, he went other places, became a man. He took control of his own situation, right? He empowered the players. He moved it so that, oh, you're, the, the, the players in the league aren't controlled by their bosses, but rather they have control over their own careers. He set up a way 
so that people in the NBA can now take control of their own lives rather than, oh, the, the team's going to use you with, until, you know, they can't use you anymore and then they're going to get rid of you, you know? So There's, he created a way to violate your contract. No, he didn't. He, he, <laughs> That's what you're telling me. He, he created a culture. He changed the culture of the NBA for well, yeah. the betterment of the players. Okay, and what's... And he still is three and, and not, or and three and six in the and NBA you're finals. Him a crybaby for that. He's it. I'm not calling him crybaby for that. I'm so calling him a crybaby because you he's rather, a crybaby. Would you rather work in Cleveland or work in Miami? Would you rather work in Cleveland or would you rather work in LA? Would you rather work in what's what, your, Utah? You're, you're why calling, is this you're question calling, I'm saying you're calling him a crybaby for wanting to leave his situation, for wanting to make himself, wanting to make his situation better, and you're bashing him for the choices he made, which were compl- which were all like, why are you bashing him for choices that? Or his own decision. His because they were bad choices. But this is what I have to say. Just yesterday, yeah, and lost six. But just yesterday, LeBron James but said after they didn't get AD, he, in an interview, said a direct quote from the interview is, at this point, everything's icing on the cake. The, the gist of what he's saying is, I don't care if I get AD. I don't care if the team wins five games in the season. I don't care what happens. I'm already the greatest. Everything that happens in my career at this point mm-hmm. is just icing on the cake. Yeah. And that is... You're a shitty person for saying that because you're wrong. Exactly. And no one would ever... No, like, no. you're, you're right. You're right. 100% you're right. He, he, I feel like he quit just in a different way than Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan, he, he quit on Michael scene. Jordan, he quit like a fall. He was like, all right, yeah. I don't want to do this no more, so I'm going to leave. I'm not going to waste my time doing this. LeBron is just, you know... LeBron James he's, quit he, on he, Cleveland he, he, when he went to Miami. He's an attention whore. He's an attention whore. He I'll give you that. Yeah, he's a but diva. But say he's a crybaby or like... He is a diva, but I don't, I don't think he's a crybaby. I don't think he's soft. I don't think he's any of that. I just think he's an attention whore, and he's doing it because he's making a shit ton of money yeah. off of it. And I would do the same thing. So I'm not going to bash him for that or call him names or call him not smart. I think he's very smart. He's, he's going to be a billionaire, probably the youngest region as a basketball player, strictly just from like, you know, Michael Jordan's a billionaire now, but his shoes and all that. Yeah. I think he's made a bunch of smart moves. He's got to the championship. He's got to the finals nine nine times. Eight of them because he was a GM, I think, and because he took control of his future. You're crazy. No, it's just them, because he was the best player them, on the court. One of them was his greatness. He was the best player on the court every time. That's why they got there. And I'll give you the, one last one. I want to make. One last one. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give you this, and this is what I feel like the anger is coming out of you from. When he made it to the finals by himself, that was beautiful. That was amazing. You saw his oh. greatness. You saw what one man could do. What one cute little boy from Akron could do. Like he saved. An entire city. That was mm-hmm. the, honestly the greatest story ever. If you would have won that, one ring would have made him the best. If you would have won that one against I the agree. Spurs, I agree. he would have been the greatest of all time. But since he's changed the league, it makes it suck as a fan. Now you have super teams, this and that. But I can't bash him for that because that, those are decisions that I would make too because you know I want to take control of my own life. I hate At the same James. time, I, yeah, dude, he made, he's a bad business. He man. made the league <laughs> suck, but he. he no, nah, he's a bad businessman for the league, I guess. He made, <laughs> he made the league suck, kind of. Not suck. He, the league is so fun to watch. He just he built it. He, he made built, it possible for monopolies to be built. Exactly. He 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 monopolized the game. He just made, put all this talent in certain teams, and everybody else is just tanking for like yeah. He, to, to be to be one of those teams in the next couple of years. Final word on LeBron James. He quit on Cleveland. He quit on Miami. He quit on Cleveland again, and now he's quitting on the Lakers. He's a bad guy. He's not a good friend. And I can't stand him, and he's not going to win another NBA championship, and I love that. I absolutely love that. Let's move on. Let's move, <laughs> Let's on. move on. I don't, I don't either of you. I've already said my part. <laughs> um, 
Now, I just want to make fun of you a little bit here. Um, you told me the other day that Draymond Green is not a top 50 player in the NBA. He's not a top 50 player in the NBA. He is. I could. I, you can sit here. If and I were to go players. through the list, it would just take too long for this podcast. But there, I, I can name fifty players. I know we disagree on some, but I know he's not a top twenty-five, and he should not be an all-star. He should not. See, yeah. That, that let's talk about that. My take on all-star, like I, I'm a person who has more sympathy for like the all-star teams in any sport not being composed necessarily of the best players in the game. Here's why: the best players in the game. Where they belong is on the all-pro team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, you're on the all-conference team if you're one of the best teams in your conference. You're on the all-state team if you're one of the best teams in the state. You're in right. college, you're all-American if you're one of the best mm-hmm. players in America. You're right. Uh, in, in professional sports, you get on, on an all-pro team mm-hmm. if you're one of the best professionals mm-hmm. in the sport at your position. Mm-hmm. Um, the all-star game is an all-star team. So you compile a list of the stars. Yeah. And you pick the best ones. Draymond Green is undoubtedly he's one of the star. biggest stars in the NBA. So that's why I'm not upset that he's in that he's been in several All Star games. Having said that, there are players better than him that didn't get into the All Star game in years he did. There's no question about that. So what I want to say is, yeah, he 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 impacts like you know the way we watch the game. We always look to see what Draymond's doing this and that, but his effect on the game. Won't be it like won't isn't that big an effect in an all star game where they're not playing defense they're not actually playing each other hard and a lot of what he does he gets under people's skin he's yep. rough he's yep. tough he's not very flashy you know yep at the same agree. time I don't I don't feel I feel like most people don't like him you know? I agree yeah so I'm okay with playing like Dwayne I I know Draymond Green is better than Dwayne Wade right now but I'm more okay with him being in the all star game. Because of what he can do on the court, what he can still do on the court, what like right. he's the flash, dude. Like, yeah. come on, you still want to see that? Yeah. You don't want to see Draymond like kicking people in the nuts, fucking yeah. them flexing, you know, yeah. all that shit. See, here, like, I think I'm different than a lot of people in that across the board in sports, but it, it really shows his face in basketball. Is that like to be good at a sport? I don't think you have to be good with the ball. Like the value that Draymond Green adds to teams isn't ball skills. It's not scoring. It's not. It's not great, like, um, shot block. What's the word Technical for shot blocking? He's not. He's an intimidator. He's not. He's not an enforcer around the yeah. rim. He. Uh, he's just a great guy to have on a good team. Yeah. He adds a lot of value, and to me, that I think I see a lot more value than that in that than most people do. You do you think he's worth the twenty two, twenty five million he's about to get? <sighs> that's what I, see, on that, that's on what I'm the Warriors. That's what I'm trying to say probably. On the Warriors because he's so he adds more value to the Warriors than he would to any other team. In so the NBA. with Draymond's contract, realize the Warriors will be three hundred million dollars over. Like they'll have to be three hundred million dollars extra in uh, luxury tax. That's fine. They don't care. They. I mean, the, their building is called the ATM. What if KD leaves? They will still be two hundred million dollars over, and, and they'll still be the Draymond best team in the West. They will not. They'll have Boogie. They'll when have KD Steph. Leaves, they, if no, Clay Bo- leaves, too. leave too because they can't resign Boogie. I just learned that. They can't. They can't give Boogie twenty million, and Boogie's gonna, Boogie's not gonna stay for another seven. That's facts. Boogie's not staying for another. He yeah. already took a five year cut, five year deal this year. He's not staying for seven. So you're hearing it here. The Warriors dynasty is over. It's over. <laughs> this is the last year. They're gonna win the ring this year just because they're who's Boogie's back now. Yeah. And even without him, they were gonna win because KD, Steph, Clay, and you got Draymond annoying people. Like, come on, three very skilled, very three of the best shooters in the game. And then the annoying motherfucker that once they start making threes, he's just going to get under your skin. Yeah. 
and he's gonna make it seem like oh it's over when it's really not but like you know he make his presence is what is like oh fuck this guy mm-hmm. I agree um I want to get to this before we wrap it up. Uh, who's the team that can come out of the East and actually win it for you? A lot of teams can come out of the East, but which, which teams do you think I could think, actually win the finals from the East? Have a chance. So I think the Raptors are built to, to, built to face the Warriors. You know, I feel like they got Kawhi now. He can, he can, he can strap up KD. Not really, but like, you know, who, who else would you want guarding uh, KD in the league? Right. I mean, maybe LeBron for one play, but... For a whole game, I'd definitely take Kawhi Leonard. Maybe Anthony Davis, because he's yeah. tall. A little bit taller, but Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard's the best, yeah. Yeah, and he'll give you more on the other side. Yeah. So, I'll give I'll give them that. They got Kyle Lowry. Who did they just trade for? Um, they got uh, Mark Gasol, I think. They did. They did just they get Mark Gasol from the Grizzlies yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, I know he's old, but he could... He's just, a good center. He, he could, he, yeah, he could, damn he's good better center. than Valanciunas. They got, you got Ibaka in there. They got a whole bunch of backup guys that can play ball. You know, they can yeah. put they can put a good eight nine guys out there. They hit threes, and they play really good yeah. defense. And when you got, I feel like when they play, Kawhi and KD, you know, they're they're all, they're same. They're interchangeable in my opinion because because Kawhi will give you more on the other end, and like he's just more well rounded. While KD is just an assassin, but you know, yeah. I, I, I don't think I think if the Raptors can find a way to get out the East they, they have a shot at winning the finals yeah uh, that's a good take I, I really like that um, let's see here uh, a couple more things before we head out of here I was listening to the Dan Lebertor show on ESPN <laughs> radio just the other day and he gave shouts out to Stephen Gilmore for making the game clinching interception in the Super Bowl so uh, ESPN higher knowledgeable people his name's Stefan Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore. So uh, just just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> also, in a, in an interview um, with Steve Kerr, he was just asked his thoughts on the Super Bowl, and what his response was beautiful, beautiful. It just gets old watching the same team, you know, win the whole thing <laughs> year after year. Sorry, that was really arrogant, wasn't it? It was kind of fun to say that. Thing. No, they're they're. Uh, I told our team today, like, you know, look at the Patriots. Like, they just never make a mistake. And so on a game, in a game when they don't have it clicking uh, offensively, they can still win because they're just on point. They're buttoned up. They're just rock solid week after week after week. That's the point we want to get to uh, where we're just not uh, mistake prone. His his quote was, I'm "Tired of seeing the same team win every year. Huh. I'm sick of it." <laughs> and he was kidding, like he he didn't really. But how beautiful is that? Steve Kerr just Shit. that's funny. La might throw Jared Goff in the pack. That's your AD, funny, you know? man. They <laughs> 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 might go for it all now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're about out of content here. All right. Well, before we leave, I have to give a shout out to my man Joey G. Go listen to his music on Spotify. It's really good, man. You won't regret it. Joey G on Spotify. Always got to give a shout out to the buy sell trade store on eBay. Find some sports merch, collectibles, memorabilia. Uh, we got jerseys. We got cards. We're gonna have some posters. We got sneakers. We got all sorts of shit. Head over there for cool stuff. Uh, this has shout been. Shout out to my man Tampa, man. This is about to take off. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's episode one of the Pool Shark Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we will see you later this week. Until then, keep on keeping on. 
back at it, craftmatic. All I know is mathematics on the stove, cooking chicken, right rigid, gymnastic, acrobatic with the work. Like who didn't do the magic? Me go grab me kilo, so I bust them squares up out the plastic. Get in traffic, also traffic, known to make that shit happen. Gotta use the razor, cut the chickens in some turkey wrapping. After 15 years of trapping, now your juice don't start it rapping. Blowing 93 OG from Freddy, daddy suck from Cali, making daily swag. Come my pockets on the Caesar salad. Catch your girl, then I splash a fucker like a jack rabbit. Sliding in that pit, they shot just looking like they tap dancing. Splash the tap water, meet my quarters now. Don't breathe.